0: Hi, this is Feed, Play, Love, the parenting podcast that you can fit in your pocket. Short, informative and interesting interviews about everything from toilet training to how emotion coaching works. I'm your host, Siobhan Hunt. The next interview is one of the diamonds from our archive. Enjoy. Dummies can be a lifesaver. They can soothe babies to sleep and comfort them while they're nodding off. I don't know about you, though, but for me, dummies were a bit confusing. I knew that they were great for my baby. Well, I knew that when they took them, it was going to be awesome because it helped them to sleep. But I was conflicted because then I was like, oh, are they going to need it all the time? And what happens if I lose them? And we all know that if your baby goes to sleep with a dummy in their mouth, the worst thing is that you know that if they spit it out, they're going to wake up. Or if it falls out of their mouth, you're going to have to wake up. And we just don't want to wake up unless it's really necessary. So how do we manage the dummy? We've got Jo Ryan, sleep consultant and expert at Baby Bliss with us to give her advice on ditching the dummy. Hi, Jo. How are you? Hi. I'm very well. Thank you. So can you clarify for me? I was conflicted about whether dummies Mm. were a good or a bad thing, and when they were tiny, it I was. We were all. All of my friends were like, "Yay, my baby took the dummy!" But at the same yeah. time, a bit worried about what that meant. Mm. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, the dummy I call it your frenemy, dummy. <laughs> because it's such a great help when babies can be young and unsettled and difficult to get off to sleep. But it really helps them put themselves to sleep without too much distress and crying which is nice for us because you don't have to listen to your baby be upset but then it become it becomes a pain because it'll fall out all the time you're having
0: to put it back in so yeah it's um it's a tricky thing the dummy <laughs> i love it i love the word frenemy though because yeah, you still lo- you can still love your frenemy if totally. You love them, but you also really dislike them at times. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what's happening with the dummy? Is it like the comfort of feeding? What is it that they're getting out of the dummy?
1: Well, sucking, you know, and for babies, sucking is a comfort. It also releases hormones that calm them and make them sleepy. You know, they have a very strong suck reflex when they're babies. So that's a big thing for them, the sucking. Some babies are suckier than others, you know, some babies that often, you know, they would have sucked to thumb in in utero and you would have seen that on the scans or whatever, you know, they like to suck. Babies with reflux and gut issues really like to suck as well because that helps settle their tummies a little bit and, and because they're swallowing a lot more when they're sucking. So they're keeping sort of things down, going down the right way. Um, So they're all, you know, things that can help, you know, and it helps calm them, you know, and often babies when they're tired, they'll want to suck. Um, and if they don't have a dummy or a boob or a bottle, you know, they'll cry. So it's sort of it's a relief to get something that they can put in their mouth and suck and they'll just close their eyes and go, go off to sleep.
0: And I remember the other sort of uh, conflict around the dummy was that if you worried too much about it, I always used to think, well, you can try without the dummy and they might end up sucking their thumb. And how do you take their thumb away? <laughs> like- well, yeah, I mean,
1: look, I'm not a huge... I don't mind thumb sucking because I think if your babies suck their thumbs then at least they'll always find it. You know, and I have a goddaughter who is a chronic thumb sucker at five still, but you know, I can see her teeth moving and her mother and father can see the teeth moving and you're kind of like, Yeah, you know, what do you do? Do you just put aside the thousands of dollars it's gonna cost you (laughs) for the work? Because yes, dentists and orthodontists will hate the thumb sucking. So I don't know, look, I don't know what's better or what's worse, but at least with the thumb or the fingers, they will always find them. The dummy, you can get rid of as well, and then they might not suck anything else, and they might get over the sucking thing.
0: So let's go back to, well, let's say a younger child. So Mm. our colleague here has a two-year-old daughter, and he's saying, bless him, poor thing, that she's Mm. waking at least three times a night after she loses her dummy. Mm. What do you recommend in that case?
1: Well, for two-year-olds, that's unusual because generally they can find it themselves, you know, and that usually starts around sort of 10 to 12 months that they can actually find their dummy themselves. So what I say to parents, if there's a problem um, between sort of 12 months and two years, I would teach them to put, find their dummy. So rather than put the dummy in their mouth, put it in their hand and sort of guide it up to their mouth or show them how to find the dummy. For two-year-olds, I would tend to say, let's get rid of it, you know, at that point mm. because I think that's old enough and they're actually old enough to understand you're explaining to them about the dummy going and often there are ways you can do that. I'm sure everyone's heard about, you know, the dummy fairy or, drop you know, sending the dummy off to the babies at Christmas time and then getting something in replace... So, yeah, there are things you could do. But, uh, you know, if it was causing a problem at two, I'd say get rid of it.
0: Do you know, a friend of mine told me a story about someone who took the dummy and went to one of those teddy bear making shops. Oh, yeah. And they put the dummy in the teddy bear's tummy, stitched it all up and then said to the child, when you feel you want comfort, your dummy's in the teddy so you can cuddle him. And I oh, thought that's a great idea. Yeah, if it works it's a great idea. Not so great if they try to rip its tummy <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> True,
1: true.
0: But, yeah, but I, yeah, I think they probably would like to hug the, the teddy. But okay, so Joe, if you've got, say, that ten month old who can start to find the dummy and they're still mm. little enough that you're not necessarily wanting to get rid of it. Yeah. Can you just like scatter twenty dummies in their cot yeah. so they'll yeah, find totally. one?
1: Yeah, you totally can. You can put lots of dummies in a cot. You can, again, when you're going to them, show them how to put the dummy in their hand. Like I grab their hands and I kind of show them how to search for the dummy, you know, like Mm. sort of rubbing the mattress, put the dummy in their hand and guide it up to their mouth. So they learn how to do it because they should at that age have that hand-eye coordination to be able to find the dummy and put it in their mouth. But if they've only got one dummy and it falls out of the bed or out of the cot, then they're never going to find it. So yeah, it's probably a good idea to sort of, yeah, fill the cot with dummies. But I, I sort of, my recommendation is sort of like, if it's causing a problem before sort of, you know, 10 to 12 months, then I'd get rid of it. And if it's causing a problem after two years, then I'd get rid of it. But between one to two, I tend to sort of say, look, you know, it's hard to explain to them that it's going. Mm. It's hard to you know replace it with something else and generally by that age they should be able to find it so it becomes less of a problem in my experience
0: so what other settling techniques can parents try instead of the dummy because i I think when you're trying to replace something that's a comfort with another comfort then you might end up like me i mean my son never took the dummy but he's always loved a bit of a pat or a cuddle just so happens it's not a problem for me because i could spend all night cuddling him and I'm fine with that (laughs) but sometimes it does interfere with the rest of your life I mean how do you sort of wean them off one comfort without replacing it with something else or can you do that are there some comforts that aren't that trying yeah I mean look I
1: I wean I take the dummies away and I tend to do it sort of cold turkey method because I find if they're young enough that you can get rid of it in three days and it's not really an issue um And if you prolong the whole dummy thing, then it just prolongs the whole thing, you know, and they're distressed. So if you take it away. But if they're old enough and, you know, they're not being wrapped and all that sort of thing, I give them some sort of comfort. It's obviously safe, like a small piece of muslin cloth or a little soft something that they can snuggle up to. And I find that those things, they're nice things to have you know, and that, as long as it's not sort of a one-off that, God forbid, if you've ever lost it, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're one of those things that you can they can always have. So rather than be patting them or cuddling them, give them something to replace the dummy, whether, like I say, whether it be, a, you know, something that, you know, like an old muslin wrap that you've cut down or something that they can use as comfort, because I do think it's nice for babies to have something to help them separate from us and to separate from their need of the tummy, but it's still something that they can cuddle up to at the night time.
0: Mm, lovely. Well, Jo, thank you so much for your advice today. That's okay. My pleasure. That's Jo Ryan. She's a sleep consultant at Baby Bliss and she's written a fantastic blog about ditching the dummy. You can check it out at babybliss.com.au.